Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Time now for the DenverSports.com front page. Stop what you're doing and listen. Taking a look at the top stories in Denver sports taken from your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. What in the name of Dan Issel? With today's DenverSports.com front page, here's Schlereth and Evans. Here we go. Let's start with Jake Shapiro writing at DenverSports.com about how the Broncos ownership group taking another swing at Jim Harbaugh and rebuffed again by Jim Harbaugh. They went out there uh, early last week to meet in person with Jim Harbaugh. I remember the first time the meeting was with a Zoom and it was after that first Zoom meeting that Harbaugh said he was committed to Michigan. Well, a new deal has not yet been announced. And there's the NCAA stuff hovering around Michigan's program. So they go out there again. And he turns them down again. I threw this question out earlier. I'll throw it out to you and to the texters. Please respond as you see fit. The Broncos coaching search has become blank. Give us your word of choice. Yeah, we've heard embarrassing. We've heard, um, I just heard a joke. We've we've heard so many different terms. This is sad. That is sad. I mean, how many times, how many times do you ask a girl to the prom and have her turn you down before you realize she's just not going to go with you? I'm asking you because you have personal experience. Oh, you did. Oh, you three? Did you oh, ask three times? Oh, Four man. times, man. And then, and then the problem is, what if she finally says yes? Aren't you kind of then thinking, well, why'd you say yes? Yeah. Are you are you really do you, do you really want to go with me or right. are you Absolutely. just why? Because yeah. at this point, do you really want Harbaugh? I'm asking you do you, do you want Harbaugh? And I I love the idea of Harbaugh early on, but do you want him now? I know I don't. I think as hard as at Michigan, as hard as in college, he, you know, I think he's he's used this to to be in cahoots with the president, Santa, Santa Ono. So, you know, I think I think I think there is probably a deal being worked on in principle at Michigan right now. I just don't feel like he wants to be an NFL head coach. Well. But here's my counter to that, and I'm probably this is probably the first mistake I'm making. I'm probably giving this ownership group too much credit. I can't believe that they are so in over their heads with this that they would be continuing to pursue Harbaugh if they didn't think that there was something there. Believe in it, believe in it, believe in it. That would keep them going back to the point because not only not only are you continuing to come back to Harbaugh, and I think we all understand Harbaugh is, was their first choice, but continuing to pursue Harbaugh is at the detriment of the rest of the candidates you're talking to or have missed out on or haven't been into because you've been so focused on Harbaugh. So do we have to give them somewhat of the benefit of the doubt that they're doing this for a reason? That they went out there because they legitimately thought there was a possibility or is a possibility that the door is not entirely closed? Sure. I mean, otherwise, why would they be doing this? 
Well, because they have a desire to have Jim Harbaugh as their head coach, and the door hasn't been slammed shut, or he hasn't gotten that new contract that everybody assumed he was going to get. So they're taking a flyer again. He's their first choice. He's the guy they want. Mm. I'm not going to, so quit asking. Gosh. Just pick somebody, will you? I know. It's just getting... Man, what if you have to go back to one of the people you already told you didn't want? Hey, Jim Caldwell. Now, you know what? According to the reports, they told Caldwell, Shaw, Morris, and uh, Ivero that they've your your services are no longer needed. All right, all right. Is Jerry Rosberg the mystery candidate? (laughs) I'm serious. Right. Come on. At this point, yes. Jerry, we know we told you that uh, we weren't interested in you, but guess what? All of a sudden. You look a lot better to us. By the way, we've been having, well, I'm not going to say fun because we've been, I've been legitimately raising this possibility. Mike Shanahan. Now that the 49ers have lost, Mm -hmm. what about the idea of reaching out to Mike Shanahan saying, what do you think, Mike? Well, it's no, I mean, why wouldn't you? He's here. He's involved. He's with the Niners. He's no, you know, I mean, their their season ended yesterday. Why would you not reach out to my, well, at least explore it. Because I know you've said all along that, and Mike told you this. Right. That, that I'm not going to coach as long as Kyle's coaching. But I got to believe that Kyle has given Mike the green light to come back. Oh, this sure. is This is entirely a Mike decision. That Kyle's like, hey, please, come on back. If you want to coach, please. Mm-hmm. You know what we you know how we can settle all this. Oh. You can uh, reach out to Mike Shanahan oh. and ask him. Ask him. You're such a good reporter. No. Think about the fine. great work you did with yeah. Aaron Rodgers. I've learned I've learned come about on. my reporting. Come on. <laughs> you, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Just reach out to him. Say, Mike, your name's come up today. Can I get a on-the-record quote from you? That's all. All right, Mike, I know you're listening. Seriously, just no. do one of those. No. You love to do these no, little my, things. Mike, I'm just going to say, Mike, I know you're listening. Text me. Let me know what's going on. Come on, just text him. Come on. Do one of those voice-to-text thingies. Come on. No. Come on. Not going to do it. Come on. I have Lisa reach out to Peggy. Ooh, come on, be our be our reporter here. Mm-hmm. Come on, you can you can once and for all you can let us we can find out if Mike Shanahan's interested or not. Right, let's do it. Come on, don't be scared off by what happened with Aaron Rodgers. No, no, no. Don't be scared. Relax. Don't be scared. <sighs> okay. James Merrillat. Writing at denversports.com that the NFL officiating left plenty of football fans. Actually, I'm sorry. That was Cecil. Cecil wrote it. Sorry, Cecil. That NFL officiating left plenty of football fans scratching their heads on Sunday. Okay. Let's talk about it. Okay. Did the uh, Cincinnati Bengals get screwed? Was the fix in for the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl? And all those storylines. Andy Reid Bowl. Kelsey Bowl. Mahomes gets back to, and no matter what you want to say about Joe Burrow, 
Mm-hmm. Joe, Joe Cool is, is Joe Burrow, but I think we can all agree Patrick Mahomes is is a more dynamic storyline, personality, face of the NFL than Joe Burrow is. Correct? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. So was that something that the NFL manipulated with their officiating? Um, absolutely not. There's no way. No way. Uh-uh. I mean, that's just a big no for me. You have plenty of chances to win that game. You have plenty of opportunities to drive down and put points on the board and win that football game, and you couldn't get it done. So, well, hey, listen, man. Take advantage of your opportunities. You don't have to push that guy out of bounds. You're not hitting a 60-yarder. That ball, Patrick Mahomes went out on about the 40, which would have been about a, what, a 58-yard field goal. In that in those conditions, you're not going to make that field goal. The odds of you making that field goal are slim to none. You're probably going to punt that ball and play for overtime. 15-yard penalty, bam. You you don't push him, you're going to overtime. We had, let's see, I'm just thinking really quickly. We had a, we had a pass interference call that even Gene Steratore said, yeah, I don't think that warranted a pass interference call. He didn't hook him that much. Mm-hmm. You had the uh, third down play that got rerun because the play should have been whistled dead. I've seen, we've all seen plenty of times where the snap has been made and the guy is dropping back and here come the officials running in from the side, waving their arms and blowing the whistle and the play stops. Mm-hmm. Didn't stop that play. You can't hear it. The official came in late waving his hands, but they nobody heard it. What about the roughing the passer call? Or, excuse me, the intentional grounding call. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with that one either. I mean, that... that you, he the, all those times that we've seen Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and veteran quarterbacks just you know, disgust. You know, the play doesn't work out and they just fling it down into the ground disgustedly. Yeah. Then, then, then all those were intentional groundings. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, they, they could be called. Oh, the difference is, though, and Peyton Manning does that, well, sometimes you're not under duress. Sometimes you are. Yeah, I, like you could have let that one go. I get that one. Even on the scramble that led to the late hit, there was a pretty blatant missed holding call. That wasn't holding. That was a that was dispensing justice. Well, that wasn't holding. Was that on the on the left tackle? Yes. No. no. On Hendrickson, that was just locking a dude up on his breastplate. That is like that's you as a defensive lineman. Don't get dominated. That's not holding. It's domination. I don't have any problem with that call. Matter of fact, that call was beautiful. Beauteous. I just fall into that category that the fourth quarter is called different than the first quarter. Football games, NBA games, third third periods called different than the the first period. Last five minutes of a hockey game are called differently than the first 15 minutes of the third period. Last two minutes of the basketball game are called different than the first part of the fourth quarter. I just I just believe that, especially in the big games, I, I don't want the officials playing a role. And they need to s- swallow their whistle. And, they, and we've all seen it. <laughs> You'll see the hooking call that gets called in the first period that gets no call in the third period. And it gets people upset, but it's with the understanding that, 
hey, we've gotten to the point where we want the players to decide it, not the officials. And that was not the case late in that game yesterday. Uh, I don't buy it. But, but, but that is BS, Mark. The crowd noise isn't that loud when Kansas City is... Oh. I, listen, man. Whatever. That's your Dude, response? You got, you got whatevs? Whatevs. You got so many chances. I just am, uh, like... I grew up in this game not making excuses. I grew up in this game saying you don't let the officials take control of the game. I grew up in this game saying we take advantage of our opportunities. But since then, I had multiple opportunities to win that game, and so I I just don't I just and don't after buy that, that extra after that extra play was run, they did the third down again. Mahomes got sacked right. After that intentional grounding call, it was third and long, and the Bengals got a first down. Right. And ultimately what killed them was they had a, th- a third and six, and I was sitting on the couch watching the game with my son. I said, this is where Chris Jones, where's the pass rush been? Right. Where is this supposedly weak Cincinnati offensive line that all of a sudden has been stoning the, 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 the Chiefs through most of the fourth quarter? Well, Jones made a play. So I get it, but you said it perfectly. Without that push in the back the game goes to overtime game goes to overtime i uh, so at at no matter what you want to say about hey you had your chances here and it should never have come down to this or that the fact is without that call that game goes to overtime here's the other where thing. both teams right. are guaranteed to get possession of the ball here's the other thing i would ask you guys you know the uh, the conspiracy theorists out there and all oh, this game is rigged and all that stuff at what point in the last decade have you thought officiating was good? Seriously. I mean, the officiating has never been... It, the officiating you know, is, I, yeah, I get what you're saying, but, there, but there's also been those games where you can tell they're laying in play. Sure. And that's all. And that's the only thing I'm, I'm saying is that but, I, but you let them play. You, but you know what you figure out during the course of a game? You figure out what holding is and what holding isn't. You figure out what P.I. is and what P.I. isn't. And you play toward... I mean, we have scouting reports on the officials. You go into a game like that, you have a scouting report that, that you've got a meeting about the officials and how they call things and what that like what this crew is. Here's the other thing I don't like about the NFL at this point in the season. They put all-star crews together. So guys that haven't worked together with one another, guys that, like that, that to me is more egregious than, oh, they, you know, they didn't let them play or they called too many ticky tack fouls. I think you should keep the crew together. The best crew, the crew that grades out the best should be rewarded the playoff games. Just like the team that plays the best gets rewarded by being a playoff contender or a playoff team. If your record is really good, guess what you get to do? Go to the playoffs. If it's not, you don't. Same thing goes for the crew. Why do all of a sudden we got to make them all-star crews? Whatever crew, yeah, because you work together, you find you find a rhythm, you find a unison, and and you know, I mean, I think that's I think it's a problem across the board. Well, Peterson writing at DenverSports.com about how there finally appears to be a plan with Avs captain Gabriel Landeskog, still not in Denver. That that's an interesting story. He's been. Reputed to be in places like Philadelphia, Sweden. You know, where in the world is Gabe Landeskog? Yeah, yeah. 
It's like Waldo. Still not in Denver, but the tentative plan is for him to start skating under team supervision after the All-Star break. No definitive date yet for that to start. He hurt the knee, played through the playoffs, took some time to see if the knee would respond, didn't. Now he's been out months rehabbing, not with the team, no news coming out about what's going on, even what is going on with the knee. Mm-hmm. So, Dr. Schlereth, somebody who knows sports injuries inside and out, what is going on with that knee? I have no clue what's going on. Just another reason, though, that football players are tougher than hockey players. Ooh. Oh, oh. Just, oh, oh, oh. Did, oh, oh. did you have your knee scoped and you sat out for, what, eight months? What I mean, seriously? Oh, was so, it, you know who I am. Was it just a scope? I don't know. You tell you tell me. Well, that's the problem. There's NHL, no there's no transparency. I, right, there's, no honesty. There's a lower body injury. No, it's it's a lower body injury. Need eight months. Give me eight hours. <laughs> I'm good. Can the Avalanche win the Stanley Cup without Gabe Landeskog? Without a healthy? No, Gabe I don't Landeskog? think so. I think, I, I mean, I think healthy being relative, I think Gabe Landeskog not only is a really, obviously a really good hockey player, but he's your captain. He's like, there's, there's a, there's just a settling factor to a guy that holds things together and has that kind of gravitas, if you will. I, I don't understand why they don't. Why they're not there rehab? Why you don't, as a team, have your hands on that guy? I don't understand that. That's just anti. To me, you know, that's just not the way the NFL works. So it just feels weird to me. Like, where is he right now? Great question. Where is he? Is he in another country? To so that question about can they they can get to the Stanley Cup Finals without Gabe? Or without Gabe being Gabe. They can get to the Stanley Cup Finals. If I've learned anything about this this season to this point, is that the Avs can flip the switch when they need to. Mm-hmm. They'll be in the playoffs. And there's nobody in the West I sweat. Nobody. Not one team? Not one team. Man. Remember last You're year? You're like the mayor of Cincinnati. Well, <laughs> you've got no... like. This. You have no issues. Well, You're not afraid of anybody. Well, wait a minute. That, you should listen. My words, my opinion on that should carry some weight because remember how much grief I took for yeah. last year saying that the Avalanche would breeze right. through the Western Conference? You did say the only yeah. team that would, would give them any pause. Any pause is St. Louis. And they did. Yeah. And St. Louis is a shell of what they used to be. And I don't see anybody else stepping into that void created by the Blues. So... Hello, Jinx. I'm telling you. Come on, I'll I'll throw it out there. As fans, name the team in the West that worries you, that scares you. Because if you can't find one, then the Avs, even without a healthy Gabe Landeskog, get to the Stanley Cup Finals. Now, can they win the Stanley Cup Finals again without a healthy Gabe? That I'm not so sure. That I would doubt. Yes. But get there? Absolutely. Will Peterson, busy at uh, denversports.com, writing that Rockies owner Dick Montfort has set an extremely mediocre bar for the 2023 season. Now, this is 
Now, Dick Monfort's never been shy about coming out and saying, hey, I think we win 90 games this year. I think we're competing for the playoffs. Yeah. So when he comes out and says, I think we can be, play 500 ball this year, 81 sure. and 81, what does that tell you? Uh, it tells me that he knows they're not very good, which means they're on a collision course with 65. The over-under, I was just looking at a couple of different sites. Uh, the over-under is basically at 66. 66, 66 and a hook. They won 68 last year. So if, the, if it's 66 and a half, where would you go? Over-under. They won 68 last year. You get, you get, how many wins do you get just for playing here at Coors, right? right? And right. you get pitchers that don't want to pitch here. Right. And, like, that's worth something. Um, Boy, I'd, say, I'd probably take the over. Not by much, but I probably, if it's 66 on a hook, I'd probably take 67. By the way, didn't they go into the last game of the season last year? Right on the yeah, right on the right number. on the hook line. I, I believe you're right. And if you took it over W tonight, it didn't happen. If you took the over, you lost. Yeah, but they were right there. Mm-hmm. I think Stoke was just agonizing all day long that that final day. <laughs> do you think they're over or under? I think they went over. No, do you? Do you this? Oh, year, if it's sixty six, sixty six and a hook. Can they win sixty seven games? That would mean they avoid losing a hundred. Mm-hmm. They've been able to do that. Wow. No. No. Really? Nope. You're going under. Ooh. Because I know what this season's going to be all about. It's all about, hey, pay no attention to the record. Get excited about the prospects. What was the other thing I saw Monfort say? He said, out of the top, yeah, the top 100 prospects in Mm -hmm. baseball, the Rockies have like four of them. Which is good. Mm-hmm. He said, honestly, we could easily have had 15. Alrighty then. 15 prospects. How many How many top prospects actually become? End up actually being stars? Yeah. It's like first round draft choices. <laughs> it's like the Hall of Fame five. Right. <laughs> the odds are 75% of them aren't going to It's not going to happen. You know, for every one Josh Allen, you have about eight Josh Rosens. Josh Rosen might Josh be a little Allen, slow. Oh, I'm sorry. You have Sam Darnold's and Baker Mayfield. Those two. Yeah. But that's, get ready. And, 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 and for some of you, maybe you're okay with that. Maybe, I, I know that plenty of fans love the idea of a youth movement. And the Rockies are going to mm-hmm. sell... The idea that, hey, there's a lot of talented young kids coming up through the pipeline that you're going to get a chance to watch develop, and they're going to be future stars down the road. Just wait. Just watch. Just wait and see. And that's how they'll sell it. And judging by how fans have flocked to Coors Field over the years, I think they'll buy it. Yeah, I mean, they'll, I mean, it's again, it's come down to Coors Field, enjoy, have a beer, eat some peanuts, Cracker Jack. Correct. Do all that and, and watch the kids. And watch, hey, watch the Padres who are trying to buy a championship. <laughs> all that money they spent on great players. 
No. How irresponsible yeah, of them. Not us. We're homegrowing ours. Man, those Padres. Don't they know what fiscal responsibility is? We have four prospects that are in the top 100 that you'll never see. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> we'll talk about them on the farm. We'll have an on-the-farm report. We'll include them in a Chris Bryant trade with the money that we'll also send to get Chris Bryant off our books. What is Iron Man? Like, oh, Iron, Man's, Iron Man is uh, promising big things this year. Is he? Yes. All right. He's... He's, are they carting a futon with him everywhere they go? Or, like, watch out for those jail beds. That is what's going on at uh, denversports.com. As always, a lot to react to. Love to hear from you on the uh, ramoslaw.com text line, 303-713-1043. We threw this question. This is kind of the theme of the day. The Broncos coaching search has become blank. Mm. Fill in that blank next. It's time for Schlereth and Evans' big story of the day. Why, sister, you're so, you're so big. Here's Schlereth and Evans with this morning's biggest story in Denver sports. Big mistake, big, huge. <laughs> ah, I love our texters. So we uh, we asked for the second time this morning. We did it way back early in the show, so do it again here for the uh, 8 a.m. listeners. The Broncos coaching search has become blank. And the same words got used. A bleep show. Cluster bleep. Except we're not. They're writing the full, full word in all its glory. Embarrassing. Uninspiring. Pathetic. What would turn the, what would turn the tide for you, Mike? What would, like, what hire would all of a sudden take this cluster, you know what, and turn it into, oh my gosh, there's only two people now. We won. There's only two people. It's Sean Payton or Mike Shanahan. That's it. Correct. Even if it was Jim Harbaugh I don't want this point. Don't want him. I just feel like, oh my gosh, really? Don't want him. I'll never let go. He wants to stay at Michigan. The only way right. he would take this job is because Michigan just won't commit to him. And Harbaugh will just be like, fine. You don't want it? Fine. I'll go to Denver. But he'd be taking the job under those 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 guidelines of mm-hmm. he didn't want the job in the first. He wants to stay in Michigan. He's turned down this group twice. Correct. Why I won't mean, they get more, the hint? Right. How many more times are you going to ask him? So, no, it's Peyton or Shanahan for me. Me too. And when Mike Clister was a mystery candidate, I, I'm sorry. I start thinking about guys like Mike Shanahan. Yeah. Because I'm not thinking of Mike Kafka as a mystery candidate. I'm no. not thinking of Jonathan Gannon as a mystery candidate. I'm thinking of those guys. They're now 9, 10, 11, 12 on a bronco coaching list that and if you drop, know so well if you drop down to mike kafka and i'm not this is not about mike kafka's, kafka's coaching because i thought he did a great job an unbelievable job um this season with you know getting the giants to the playoffs and and rectifying some of uh daniel jones's issues and all the things that, that he was able to do during the course of the season. but if you're if you're settling for mike kafka like that's what it's come down to Boy, it just feels like, I mean, it just feels like 
reaching for Nathaniel Hackett because maybe you can get Aaron Rodgers to come along with him. Jets. Well, Adam Schefter had that report this weekend that the overwhelming consensus around the NFL is that the Packers are going to trade Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I know. Well, they were going to trade him several years ago. (laughs) That fell through. (laughs) Yeah, but this time it's going to be real. You know, we need somebody to really come in here and knock a few heads together and straighten things out. What's Urban Meyer doing? (laughs) Oh, no. No. So you think D'Amico Ryans takes the the Houston job? That's that's the first domino I guess we're waiting to see fall. I can't I really like with with all the the ties to Houston being, you know, a second round draft choice out of Alabama to the Houston Texans, to instantly kind of taking control and being a, a team captain on that defense, to um you know, to to basically his meeting his wife there, having his wife be from Houston. I think they met there. I don't know. Maybe they met at Alabama. I don't. I don't really know. But I know she's from Houston. They've got family in Houston. Uh, you've got you've got draft capital to rebuild a football team in Houston. They they've had just a ton of bla- bad publicity with the Sean Watson and firing two first time head coaches. You know, on and on and on it goes. Like they need some wins there. Like that to me is you walk in there and you instantly have. You instantly have, you know, not only you're the head of the organization, but you instantly have three years to get things fixed, if you will. Ian Rappaport tweeted out 16 minutes ago. Uh-huh. The Texans and 49ers, D'Amico Ryans, could meet as soon as this afternoon after he handles his San Francisco responsibilities. If all goes well, a hire could be finalized Tuesday or Wednesday, sources say. Their top candidate all along. It appears a homecoming is on its way to happening. Well, there you go. Ah, okay. okay. So, you've got D'Amico Ryan's going to Houston. The Broncos have reportedly told Caldwell, Shaw, Averro, Raheem Morris, sorry, your services are no longer wanted. Mm-hmm. We're moving on. Mike... Cliss says it's his read that he does not believe there's actually going to be a new pool of candidates that they're going to stay with what they've got. And we'll throw in and we'll add the mystery candidate in there. So here's then that I read that is this. Here are your candidates. Jim Harbaugh. I'll still say the doors open a sliver. Mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh. Sean Payton. Um, who am I leaving out? Mystery candidate. Jim Harbaugh. Sean, Sean Payton. Payton. D'Amico no, gone. No, he's gone. D'Amico no. gone. So it's Sean Payton. Jim Harbaugh. Our mystery candidate. Mystery candidate. And I'm going to fill in the blanks saying mystery candidate could be anybody from Mike Shanahan, Gary Kubiak, to Jerry Rossberg. How about that? Are those, are, is that, is that the pool? Would seem as though. I get is Gary Kubiak going to come back to work? Is he going to come back to be a head coach? He's had the health issues, right? I never bought that he left entirely because of health. I never bought that. Okay, but he had the, I he think had the, it was more because John wanted to mess with some of his assistants, and Gary said, nope, see ya. Oh, I think that was, I think 
Health is part of it. I don't think it was the only reason. Okay. Okay, I got a mystery candidate for you. All right. Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. I'd like that. He never wanted to be out this year. Brady got him fired. No. Yes, God. he did. Yes, he did. You refused to acknowledge that. How'd that work out for Brady? It didn't work out well. Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. Sign me up. I still want Peyton. And by the way, stop stop worrying about what it would cost the money per year for Peyton. So it is it has been uh widely speculated, widely reported that Sean Payton <laughs> I laugh at this idea that he is burned out from coaching. He walked away from coach. He was ready mm-hmm. to coach this year in Miami with Tom Brady until it all fell apart. In fact, the parameters of the deal that's been reported is that it was a five year, hundred million dollar contract for Sean Payton to coach the Dolphins. Five years, hundred million, twenty million per year. That's the going rate for Sean Payton. Accept it. Get it done. You're laughing. Are you laughing? Because somebody just sent us a text and it just made me smile. It's from Hogan's Heroes. Do you remember Hogan's Heroes and the German the German Guess what I found out? <laughs> I still know nothing. <laughs> Wait, yeah, and it just made me laugh because there are a couple of bumbling idiots that are in in uh, charge of a camp there, and uh, and it just yes, they're talking yes. about the coaching. It's, it's, it's an old school reference, but uh, yeah, yes. very old. When it comes to trying to pin down what exactly is going on with the Broncos coaching search, we have a lot of Schultzes around here. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. Uh, <laughs> Oh, we wait. Coming up, did the, the Nuggets show under Michael Malone they do not have that championship DNA? That's next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. I need you to reach out to Mike Shanahan. Come on now. Okay, let's see. What Come on. Got here? Anything? Is he listening? Uh, Did Mrs. S reach out to Peg? No. no. Come on. You can't be scared off by what happened with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you did good reporting on that, dude. Uh, it was solid. Yeah. Your your sources were great. You had it right. Mm-hmm. Right down to saying it's not a done deal. It could still fall apart, but this is what I'm hearing. Yeah. You were right. Yes. The deal was in the works. It was in the works. The, 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 the Packers backed down. They got cold feet. You were right. This is your chance to break the Mike Shanahan story once and for all. Is Mike interested in coming back to coaching? I don't know. <laughs> Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not oh, going to do it. Man. Not going to do it. Listen, I don't want... I don't... I... If there's at all a possibility of that happening, uh-huh. I want it to happen organically. I just I want to be as surprised as the next guy, and I want like I want to pop the corks right here. We'll have the champagne, and we'll go to town. It's gonna be awesome. I can't wait. I hope it happens. Man, Mike Cliss got me going when he started talking about a mystery candidate. Mystery candidate. Because because if here's what you here's what you're looking at if you have eliminated a, a big part of your pool of initial right. candidates by telling Ivero 
Shaw, Caldwell, Raheem Morris. Sorry. Mm-hmm. We're, we're moving on. And then Mike says, I don't think Mike would just flippantly throw it out there when he says my read on the situation is they're not going to be jumping into a expanded pool of candidates, Mike Kafka, Brian Callahan, Jonathan Gannon, that they're going to settle on what they have. And then he mentions a mystery candidate. Come on now. I don't think it's going to be Kellen Moore. I don't think it's going to, I mean, Jason Garrett, they would have interviewed those guys. They don't know those guys, right? They would have interviewed those guys. So they can't be the mystery candidate. It's Harbaugh. Which, at this point, I don't want Harbaugh. Right. Peyton. Yes. Or Mystery Candidate. Mystery Man. One of those three. Who's the Mystery Man? Assuming D'Amico Ryans takes the Houston job, which everybody seems to think is going to happen. So it's one of those three people. Am I leaving anybody out? Jeff Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... And for I got this text. Guys, can we just leave Mike Shanahan where he belongs in the past? Why? Why does Mike believe? Why? Why would we leave him there? All I want to know is, does Mike Shanahan still have his fastball? If Mike, uh, yes, of course he does. If Mike Shanahan. Well, no, 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 no. Don't blow me off. Does Mike, you, yeah, you are 100% you. convinced he has everything that you need, energy, commitment, understanding of what's going on today's NFL, dealing with today's player, that he can walk in today. Dude, he got, and take charge. You know why Jimmy Garoppolo is still in San Francisco? Now, obviously, he's going to move on. Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan pulled him aside when he wasn't part of the team, right? He didn't even have a playbook. Mike Shanahan pulled him aside and said, hey, man. I, I mean, I talked to Jimmy Garoppolo about it. Say, hey, Jimmy, come here. Let me talk to you. Basically say, hey, man, this is this is the place you need to, like, you just need to accept a backup role. Things could change, blah, blah, blah. And Mike Shanahan talked him off the ledge. And then they went on. Jimmy started the quarterback. Now, of course, he he broke his foot, but uh, enters you know, in comes Brock Purdy. And I bet you, I, I bet you a dime to a dollar when Brock Purdy was backing up for Jimmy Garoppolo, Mike Shanahan was spending ample amount of meeting time walking through the offense and kind of, I'm, I'm telling you, like the whole time Jimmy Garoppolo was rehabbing from his what did he tear his ACL or something. Who was, who was the guy watching film with him all the time? Mike Shanahan. Rolling through that. He was like his own personal quarterback coach. Dude, like, of course he still has his fastball. He's involved in everything. There's nothing There's nothing that goes on in San Francisco that Mike isn't involved in. I'm not saying he coaches the team. And Kyle's capable. Kyle's great. But he's a sounding board. I mean, he, and he's he's up on everything they're doing. Did you tell... Did you t- I, I don't think this is telling... Tails out of school. He he like looks at all the practices. Oh yeah, and meetings and everything like that. Everything, everything, everything that's going on in San Francisco. He's aware about. Yeah, sure. I mean, I sat there and watched practices with him. Meetings went through all the meetings. Install. 
Yeah, he, like he's every day. Might as well be sitting in the meetings. You guys need to stop spreading rumors. Try to be a good sports reporter. First of all, we're not reporters. No. There's a big difference between being an analyst and being a reporter. Huge. Yeah, we're we're fans and we're lucky enough to have this this microphone, but we're we're still fans and we and we speculate. We speculate. Hey, listen, 90% of sports talk radio is all about speculation. Sure. There's very there's very little time actually spent breaking down the game. It's always a ton of speculation. Right. And this is and that's why I threw out the question earlier. The Broncos coaching search has become fill in the blank. We we had people saying embarrassing, pathetic. Yeah. Others said this is fun. It's fun. Desperate. I've Desperate, heard that. Yeah. But others have said it's interesting. By the way, the same people that want us to be reporters want to talk about the NFL conspiracy to have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of you, Stink. You won't admit that it's all rigged. No, I won't. I won't. Let Mike uh, Shanahan enjoy his life. Why would he want to stress himself out for this dumpster fire? See, that's the. But here's the difference. That to me is not stressing himself out for because of it's a. That's a challenge to fix it. Like there's there's a huge challenge there, and then I think ultimately, you know, in a private moment, and I've never had this conversation with him. But you would look at that and say, man, the stuff that's going on or the stuff that has gone on here, unacceptable. And just with a few tweaks, a few attitude adjustments, a, a little bit of fear within the organization, like you could instantly, I mean, that's that's worth three or four games right off the bat. Just changing the culture. But like, who knows how to build a better, who knows culture more than Mike? All I'm asking the ownership group to do, and maybe they've already done it, all I'm asking them to do is ask him. Just ask him. Yeah. Make him say, hey, listen, it's not my time anymore. It's Kyle's time. I don't want to yeah, I don't overshadow him at all. Yeah. I don't want to take the spotlight away from him at all. Fine. Let him answer your request mm-hmm. with that kind of answer. But you may find out that Mike may say, you know what? Kyle's insisting that if I want to get back, I should get back. Don't let me be an impediment to you getting back and doing something you want to do and still love. Correct. Go for it. You got to ask the question. Right. And it's not a pipe dream. It was how many years ago that John Elway was wanted to hire Mike? It was. Uh, it was. It was. It was before what the last year of Vance, right? Yeah, after it was the, the famous I mean, sleep on it game, right? I think it was out. Yeah, after Vance. Yeah, and then Joe Ellis was like, "Absolutely not." Yeah, John wanted to bring back uh, Mike. Yeah, and Joe Ellis said no. Well, Joe Ellis isn't here anymore. New ownership group. New ownership group. Ask him. Make him say no. Does Mike have any Stanford ties? <laughs> <laughs> that does seem to be pretty important. We wait. I, I want to leave one last uh, quick thought. Do you, does your did your faith in Mike M- Michael Malone being the right guy to take the Nuggets to a championship? Did that falter at all with what happened on Saturday against the Sixers? No. Absolutely not. Just one game, no biggie. Yeah, 
No. And, and plus, I know how the NBA operates. That's the way the NBA operates. You know, it just is. <laughs> no, it doesn't. My, my faith in Michael Malone has not faltered at all. Still believe he's the guy to do it. Absolutely, I do. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I can't say with 100% certainty that he can. I can't say with 100% certainty that he can't. I will say with 100% certainty he's exactly in the same spot that Jared Bednar was a year ago. Which is fine. You better get this team to the Western Conference Finals minimum. Otherwise, you're gone. Okay. I mean, that's, 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 yeah, that's coaching 101. I'm, I'm okay with that. Lastly, somebody asks, are you the mystery candidate, Mark Schlereth? No. I mean, I don't know. Nobody's reached out to me. but Spicy. But since we're, we're like, there's plenty of time. I mean, we, we've, we've been wandering in the wilderness now for weeks. How would that first Mark Schlereth-Russell Wilson conversation go? Oh, it would be spicy. <laughs> believe in it, believe in it, believe in it. We're done. Players Club coming your way next.